tonight that we'll uh, amen, share some things with us that would be spiritually strengthened to each one of us. Amen. Amen. Let's tell you, when we start talking about the Lord, amen, there's, there's unlimited, unlimited words we could say. Praise God about our blessed Lord. Praise God. Now, we did get down to the 16th verse of the 7th chapter uh, last Wednesday night. And I will uh, just do a little introduction, uh, discuss the subject that we're talking about tonight. Amen. Is the priesthood of Christ. Amen. And his priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we will pretty well cover that tonight. Uh, If you want to just find out where the Melchizedek was in the Bible, you can go back to Genesis, the 14th chapter, when Abraham was coming back from the uh, slaughter of the kings, Sodom and Gomorrah, and that uh, group of kings that came down and and took them captive. And when Abraham came back to, uh, he, he, um, he was met by the uh, priest of Salem, uh, which we call, understand it would be to Jerusalem. And, and the Bible says that Abraham give a tenth or he give a, a, the a tithing unto Melchizedek there uh, as, uh, as he met them and Melchizedek blessed him. And then the next time that we hear the word Melchizedek in the Bible is in Psalms chapter 10 and verses one through four, or verse four, basically. And I will, uh, I will uh, speak on that just a little bit, a little bit later on, but uh, this, uh, these only two times in the Old Testament that Melchizedek was, uh, was spoken of. And then we uh, also in the New Testament, it's here in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter five and verse number six. And it speaks about after the order of Melchizedek. And also verse 10 in chapter five. And then in chapter six, in the last verse in that, amen, it says after the order, amen, uh, of the high priest, amen, of Melchizedek. So uh, in today's, tonight's lesson, we, we started in, in chapter seven. And that's where you get the doctrines, I guess, and the understanding of uh, these other uh, scriptures that we've been reading to you. Six times uh, these scriptures in, in chapter seven talks about the order of Melchizedek and he was a priest. Jesus Christ was appointed a priest after the order of Melchizedek and not after Aaron. Amen. Uh, Hebrews writes, it was written approximately 25 years after the day of Pentecost uh, when the outpour of the Holy Ghost was. And this give me a little uh, understanding here of what was going on in the church world, I guess I could say, that period of time. So in the second chapter of Acts, when the Holy Ghost fell, it was a, it was a Jewish church. It was uh, uh, no, no Gentiles, as we know, would be, were, were there at that time. It was a Jewish holiday, and they were there from all the nations of the world, as we would know that. And in, uh, then uh, it, it was, like I say, it's 25 approximately 25 years after Pentecost. And you can read uh, also in, in, in Acts the eighth chapter, uh, the scripture tells us that Philip went down to Samaria and he started preaching to them. They were half Jewish and half uh, Gentile. There was, 
interwoven there, and uh, and then that was an opening door there. And then in the tenth chapter, we find that Peter was called by the Lord, Amen, to go down to Cornelius's household, which was a Gentile. They were Cornelius was a he was a soldier for the Roman army, and so the spirit of the Lord fell on them. And then that was kind of an opening door. And you just read on to the 13th chapter of Acts and you'll find that uh, the Holy Ghost spoke. Amen. And Antioch and told them to separate Barnabas and Saul to the work which in they've called them. And Paul and Barnabas, amen, went into the uh, Gentile areas and even to, uh, to Macedonia in, in the future. And they... they uh, was preaching basically starting with the synagogues, but it wound up that most of the converts there were, were, were Gentiles. And so the church was now uh, mixed with the Gentiles and I say approximately 15 years after, 15 years after uh, Pentecost, amen, this is what our lesson about tonight, amen, where uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, the Hebrew church uh, that was uh, that Paul was writing to there was there was something going on in the church of the Hebrews now I, I didn't make mention a while ago about the second chapter of Acts and uh, there was many of the priests that was uh, converted even in the day of Pentecost and so uh, it became a uh, Jerusalem became a really a hotbed or it was the headquarters of the outpouring of the Spirit, amen, that was to reach the world, beginning at Jerusalem, it said. And so, uh, after that, I don't know, I, we have no records that I can, I can recall of any, any uh, sacrifices being made, but it, 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 it was very, if you will notice the history, even of the, in the Acts, the second, Acts, the uh, early part of the church there, um, there was problems with, uh, with the high priest and those about uh, what, what was going on. You know, in fact, uh, Peter got thrown in prison and, and uh, they, the priest was, they really didn't have any power much. You know, if you'll notice, they didn't even have power to crucify the Lord. Uh, he was crucified uh, by Pilate permitting them to do what they did, offered the soldiers and so forth. So uh, it, it seems that, that uh, those that did not convert to, to Christianity or to, to, to Christ, amen, they, uh, they wanted to carry on their programs. And in fact, here in our lesson tonight, when we, in, in the entire book of Hebrews, it is written back to a church that even they were thinking about going back to uh, offering sacrifices. In the sixth chapter, and we got through reading that last month and talking about that, you can find that they were saying there, there is no more sacrifice for sins. Amen. You, you can't go back to the Old Testament law and uh, pick up even that. And I... I, I in my own mind, I was, uh, I was reminiscing through this today and, uh, and I was thinking of how, how confused uh, those folks uh, were, were getting because they, 
they enjoyed the, the Christian faith. They enjoyed, amen, the, the New Testament church salvation. But they, the ceremonial law, and the, the high priest was wanting to start back up the ceremonial laws uh, of, uh, of the, uh, Levitic, the Levitical or the Aaron priesthood. And, uh, and so they was having a conflict there because uh, Jesus was not a, a, a lineage of, the, of Levi. And so they was feeling like that Jesus could not fill the role as being a high priest or so forth. And so this is our lesson, amen. Uh, I, will, I will read verse 15 and 16. Uh, we, we stopped there last Wednesday night. And it is yet far more evident that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandments, but after the power of an endless life. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in verse 15, uh, there, there was, it's evident that, that, that there was a, another priest, amen, it had the similitude or the, 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 uh, the order, amen, or the, uh, the pattern, amen, of Melchizedek. And of course, we talked about that last Wednesday night quite a bit that uh, Melchizedek had no father and no mother, had no beginning of days, the end of days. It's recorded. But Melchizedek was, God so chose him. Now I wanna go back right now and uh, I wanna read the Psalms chapter 110 and I will begin reading at the first verse. And the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make my, thine enemies my footstool, thy footstool. And the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. The people shall be willing, amen, in that day, in the day of thy power and in the beauty of the wholeness from whom the womb of the morning thou hast due of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. There is not a writer, I don't think it reads the Bible, that, that does not confirm that they was referring to Jesus Christ. David was a, was a prophesying here, amen, that, that, that Jesus would become the great high priest, amen, and we'll, we'll discuss, discuss that, amen, through, throughout our lesson tonight. Praise God, amen, because he, he, is, the, he is the everlasting priesthood, amen, until, amen, the time, amen, of the coming back for his church will be over, amen. Verse 16 says that he was made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. And then it goes on to talk to us about uh, the, uh, the priesthood of Aaron, and he was the high, great high priest and his descendants was always following him and each descendant was, was, was his son or following in, in, into that lineage. And, uh, and, and, but they were, they were dying off, each, each uh, one in his period of time and, and they would die. But, but it speaks of Jesus being one priest, he was a priesthood, a priest forever, 
after the order of Melchizedek, saying that his priesthood will never cease. There's never no beginnings or endings in Melchizedek's life, amen, which was, amen, a pattern, amen, of things. And, uh, of course, the, the Bible here says he was, the Old Testament law was made out of after the order or the, or the law of a carnal commandment. But the Lord, amen, Jesus, amen, his, his priesthood was by us, by an oath, and we will, we will discuss that. Jesus did not come, amen, promoting the law, amen. And you can find this in Galatians. I'd like to go back to Galatians. And we'll, we'll do a lot of reading tonight. And uh, if, amen, if we, if we don't get to it tonight, we will get to it next, next Wednesday night. Uh, you will have to have our Bibles because we're going to go through a lot of scriptures next Thursday night, next Wednesday night. Amen. In, in Galatians chapter 3 in verse 24, amen, said, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now we will probably talk about this, amen, more than one time, amen, maybe not tonight, but we will talk about it. The law was our, just, it was just a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It was not, it was not a permanent Amen. You can read through that the scriptures and you'll, you'll know that the law was, was really, amen, for a teaching. Uh, the people that when Christ came, they, they'd already been practicing this for years, thousands of years. Uh, to, but when Christ came, they, they had the wrong concept. I, I got it wrote down, you know, the, the, uh, they, they believed that when Jesus came, that he was going to be, amen, the Messiah, and he was going to destroy the Roman Empire, and he was going to set up the kingdom in Jerusalem, as God has promised that he will do one day. But uh, they was wanting him right at that moment to set up his kingdom, and they was wanting him to be that great high priest or the, the man of God that was going to control the world and drive out the Romans and so forth. But when he did, not, he did not do that, then they wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to, uh, they wanted to, uh, to crucify him, and that's what they, they did. But you, you, you understand the, the situation, the circumstance, amen, what they did. They just, they just, they just, just killed the Messiah, amen. And, of course, that was why he came to the world, Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, there was more evidence of, of this. Jesus did not have an earthly genealogy of a priesthood in anything. Nor, not until the Levitical priesthood was done away with. Amen. They, uh, they was always, like I say, just continuously the sons of Aaron on up, amen. So the, so the writer refers back to Melchizedek, amen, as being the one that was, that God had prophesied through David that this Messiah was going to be a priest like Melchizedek. He didn't have a beginning. He didn't have an ending. He was a priest forever. Paul was saying this, this makes, makes this point that the priesthood of Jesus was had superiority to the priesthood of Aaron 
and, and the Levitical priesthood. And that was what the, the writer of Hebrews here in chapter seven was trying to say. Now you go back to the earlier, and we, we, we do, we went through all of that, that uh, in the first chapters of, of, of Hebrews, uh, he was better than the angels. Amen. And uh, the word better, and we will, we, will not, we will not mention that much tonight, you know, but the word better is all the way through, amen, because the writer of Hebrews is saying what Jesus came to do was a whole lot better than, than the law and the, the, uh, the, uh, the angels. And he was better than Aaron, praise God. And he's a, he, there is no, no comparison to him to any or all the other, amen, priesthood. Praise God. Amen. St. John chapter 8, and I'll begin reading at verse number 11. St. John chapter 8 and verse 11. Amen. We'll read a few verses there. Uh, and uh, we'll just read that. Amen. St. chapter 8. And Jesus went unto the mountain of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. And all the people came unto him as he had sat down to talk. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And, and, uh, and they was wanting to say, what, what are you going to do about this? You go, are you going to be a obedient to the law? Or are you going to, uh, to, uh, to let her go? I mean, more or less, if they was, they was trying to it was trying to trick him. It was trying to find fault in him. They were trying to make sure, amen, that he, uh, he, he, either, he either exposed who he was or he exposed even what he would do. They were trying to force him into being obedient to the Mosaic law, or, amen, amen. But uh, Jesus, you know, he, he just told him, he said, amen, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. So Jesus uh, just kind of told them to, uh, if you're going to uh, go ahead and do what you're going to do. And so they, they, didn't, they didn't want to, in other words, uh, Jesus told them, you, you obey the law or whatever. And then, of course, you know the story, they, they, all first, they all left. They dropped their rocks and so forth and amen. Praise God. Amen. And uh, the problem of this concept of Messiah that they had, that Jesus wouldn't fulfill, and it seemed as a Hebrew people in the Hebrew church was thinking about going back and starting up again those sacrifices. Amen. And uh, in other words, they were, they were questioning where Jesus filled the role of a Messiah are the priesthood or not, praise God, amen. Messiah was to drive out the Romans, as I said a moment ago, but uh, he, uh, he, he didn't fit their bill, and they wanted to somehow resurrect something, amen, that they had been used to in the times past. Uh, I, I, I've heard John F. Kennedy, and I'm sure that most all of you have heard the statement that he made some years ago Amen. And uh, he said, ask not what my country can do for me, but rather ask what can I do for my country 
Amen. That's, uh, that was a statement that somehow fits right here, I think, to, to us today is this. Amen. It, it's not what we think we're trying to make God fit into. Jesus, you, here's what we expect of you. This is what we want from you. We want you to be the Messiah. We want you to drive out the enemy. We want you to destroy them, and we'll believe in you. But uh, we, we, we're thinking about going back and offering up sacrifices again. And, of course, we dealt with that quite a bit in chapter 6. Amen. And uh, I, I wrote this down here, uh, and I don't know for sure where uh, it fits exactly or not, but here's the thing. I say approximately 90% of the thinking of sometimes the church, and I'm not referring to this church. I'm not, for, I'm not referring to you guys. Watch it. But 90% of the things that people think about the it's God. He's going to supply all my needs. He's going to take care of me. They like to read the Psalms of the promises of God, but they don't read all the Psalms because I read them just a few weeks ago. And I read those Psalms and, and a lot of it was judgment, judgment, judgment. Amen. And I just got through reading to you the 110th Psalm. They're part of that. David was prophesying there in the 110th Psalms. Amen. About Messiah. But a lot, of the, a lot of the Psalms is the travailing powers and spirits and, and conflicts that the church was having, or should I say the Old Testament people were having. Uh, they, they were wanting God to take care of their situations. And sometimes if we don't watch it, amen, we're not concerned about taking up crosses and following him. We're concerned about what his power can do for us. And when after Pentecost Amen. Some people must have got a little cold in their hearts and minds and they were just wanting to have a little ceremonial law and not being obedient to the Lord like they ought to. I said approximately 10% of what God expects out of us is what we're seeking for. Amen. We, we have got a whole lot of things that the Lord would want to help us with and do. Amen. In this generation, folks, we need to be praying for our country. Amen. Our president can't do, and neither can all of it Washington. They can't, they can't help our country, amen, with just having passing laws and stuff. Amen. We just need the law of God, amen, to start ruling guiding our lives. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 7, and I will, I will read, amen. Hebrews chapter 7, and I read verse 17. For he testified, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, he, was, he was not made, as, as 16 says, he, he, he made not after the law of the carnal commandments. Now he's referring to the law of the, the Aaronic, uh, not of the Aaronic priesthood, but the law of Moses. Uh, Jesus was made not after the law of Moses. He was made after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. There's, amen. They, uh, he was made not after the, the what we call the similitude or amen of carnal commandments. That means basically say fleshly commandments. Now the law was this. If 
if you uh, if you broke the law, Amen. You you you, you had punishment because it was it was it was just the law to try to con- to get the flesh or to speak to the flesh to to do right, Amen. And the law could never take away the sins of the people. The law was Moses dealing with human life, Amen, and actions of fleshly man. Amen. He was, he was endeavoring to teach the law or the law was endeavoring to show man what he should be doing and what he ought to be doing. And if he didn't, if he broke the law, then there was judgment for you. But you know what? That could never, it could never take away the sins. It could never even solve the problems of human life. Amen. Uh, where the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus it's made us free from the law of sin and death, the scripture says. You can read this in Romans. If you want to go back to Romans, the eighth chapter, let me just read a few verses here. Uh, Romans chapter eight, I'll begin reading at verse number one. There is therefore no condemnation, amen, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He said, for what the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. That means the law of Moses. Amen. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The only reason why, the only reason why that the, the law was weak is because it told you things to do. It told you the commandments of God to, to do, but it gave you no strength to, to fulfill it. But the law and the life in Christ Jesus has freed us, amen, from just the, the carnal commandments. Amen. For the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. Praise God. Now, now we're, to, we're, to, uh, we're to allow the spirit to lead and guide us through this life. If you, uh, if, if you're trying to live for God in the, in the flesh, uh, you 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 are going to be suffering some terrible setbacks in life, amen. Because the, you've got to have the spirit. That's why that we keep on preaching and teaching, amen. That brethren, I believe that the spirit, amen. Living in the spirit, walking in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You mean we need the law, the spirit of life within us, amen, to free us, amen, from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Paul was writing here to the Roman church. Amen. Because uh, they, uh, they were uh, people that was following the law. Uh, amen. If, uh, I guess the scripture says, uh, you know, they, the, the way people live is eat, drink, and be married. Tomorrow you die. Amen. We just, we just live according to our will and desire. Amen. And, um, I'll, I'll tell you, as I say, I say we, we must, we, we must, we must get a hold of God and to make sure that our, our lives are not following, amen, the commandments of man, but the spiritual commandments of God. Amen. Now, I give, I give this little analogy to, here tonight. Uh, when you leave here, when you, if you leave church, and I'm, I know that you're not here now, but when, when you leave, if we were just sitting here with full house, 
if we was, uh, if you get up and leave, you would, you would, you would, you'd leave here in your flesh. You'd be, you'd be, uh, be carrying yourself out of here through the flesh. But your guidance should be through the spirit. Okay, Amen. The flesh would be your means of travel, but your spirit must be the guide of you. Amen. If I was to ask you tonight, if I was to ask, what would be the most uh, important uh, or the most uh, valuable part of your car, if you was getting in a car and you was going to leave, what would be your most uh, valuable part of your car that you feel like that you can't, couldn't do without? And I suppose that you would talk about the tires, you'd talk about this, you'd talk about that. Amen. But uh, I, I would tell you uh, the most valuable part of a car is the steering wheel because it's no good if you don't take you anywhere because if you don't have, if you don't have some kind of guidance, amen, to take you in that car, uh, it's, it's no value to it at all. Amen. And you know what? If somehow the spirit of the Lord is not in our life, the spirit of the Lord in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. If we don't have the spirit guiding our lives, our flesh can take us anywhere, but it will be a crash. Amen. You can't, you can't walk in the flesh and please God. You've got to, amen, walk in the spirit. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Jesus was made a priest forever by the power of the resurrection and the end of this life. Amen. Verse number 17. Amen. In, in here, it's, it's like this. For the testify, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we're going through Melchizedek. Thank God we'll probably get through with that tonight. Amen. To where that... And I think that I think that the writer of the seventh chapter of, of Hebrews laid it out. If I can do that, if I can be as good as he was to lay this out, I would be convinced forever. Amen. That Jesus Christ, Amen. Not as only as Messiah, but He is the one that goes into heaven itself. Amen. And we talked about that in the last. Amen. To offer His blood. Praise God, a sacrifice for our sins. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, there is verily disannulling of the commandments before the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. So, amen, there was a, a very a, a disannulling of what, what the law of Moses in the Old Testament, what they went by. They had to, to disannul it. That means they, they had to abort it. Amen. To re rejection of it, cancellation of it. Amen. Best said, amen. It's set aside or done away with. Amen. That word disannul means that it's no longer effective. It's no longer, it's no longer God's purpose and plan for, 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 because there is a new law, a new testament, a new will. Amen. These are all words that are very familiar to all of us. Amen. And uh, let me just go back again to Romans. And uh, we'll read a few verses of scripture there, Romans uh, chapter 7. And I'll read verse, Romans chapter 7, and I'll read verse number 1. 
Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them, to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he lives. Amen. It has dominion over him. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law, her husband, as long as he lives. But if the husband be dead, amen, she is loosened from the laws of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress because her husband be dead, she is free, amen, from the law so that she is no adulteress though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body. Praise God of Christ that you should be married to another even to him who is raised from the dead that you should bring forth fruits unto God. So Paul was writing here and he just used it as parallel and he was, he was telling us, amen, that uh, the, uh, the Old Testament law is dead. Amen. And, and, but Jesus was risen from the dead and now you're, you can be married to Christ. Praise God. Here Paul was using marriage as an example. Amen. I want to read also Colossians passage of scripture in Colossians. Amen. It, it follows along with this uh, same Colossians chapter 2. And I will read verse number 13. Colossians 2 and 13 says it like this. And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcised in your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. Now Paul is writing here to the Colossae church and he is saying now, amen, you, you, uh, you've been dead to the law, you've been dead now and, and you've also died with Christ. Praise God. Amen. You've been crucified with him. Verse 14, he brought it, he brought it out, out the, the writings or handwritings of ordinances. He took them, he took them away. Amen. That were contrary to us, which was contrary to us and took them all away and nailed them to the cross. Praise God. The law that we could not live in the flesh. God gave us, amen, his spirit. Amen. Praise God to, to live. Now, I don't, think that, I don't think that we're all Mr. and Mrs. perfect sometimes, but I tell you what, the law, the law of the life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. The law of the life in Christ Jesus, amen, is like, as I said a while ago, the steering wheel in a car. It leads you and guides you. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's not your flesh that should be the leader of your life. It should be the spirit, right? Amen. And uh, verses, verses 14 through 17, amen. amen. Let me just read verse 15. And they have spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, trying up over them, amen. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, drink, amen, in respect of holidays or new moons or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is Christ, is of Christ. Amen. So we're, we're, we're talking about, amen, this new salvation, amen, that Jesus paid for us. And this goes right along with, amen, what the struggle was with the Jews here in Hebrews. The Jews were thinking about the high priest and, uh, and they, they, could not, they could not fathom, 
those men that, and I, I didn't mention this a moment ago, but but the high priest was really all, the, it was, they were the main rulers of the whole people of Israel. You see, uh, Rome, Rome had the, had the, uh, the uh, elder there, he had a, uh, the ruler was there for, was from Rome and uh, the high priest, he had really no power except over the Jewish people. And in fact, when they wanted to kill Jesus, they had to go to Pilate and beg him and ask him for permission to kill Jesus because they had no authority. But as far as the Jews were concerned, they were the, they were the high authority. And when they lost that high authority, amen, in that priesthood, Amen. They uh, they felt like they was kind of a uh, ship out of the water or something. They 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 couldn't. They didn't have no control of hierarchy. Amen. But uh, the the Christians took over the temple basically, and so they felt left out. So they they was again trying to revive the. Uh, they were trying to revive the sacrifices and the high priesthood. And here, when we get through verse seven, or chapter seven here, uh, it ought to be, it ought to be uh, well known to every one of us, amen, that the priesthood of Aaron was gone, amen, and Jesus Christ was, and no more, no more sacrifices. Praise God, hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Uh, read verses to a scripture here in Romans chapter chapter 10. I will again read it, verse number one. Romans chapter 10 and verse one says it like this. If I can get these two pages, pages apart. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for God to God is for Israel that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for the righteousness of everyone that believeth. Amen. So it's not just in Hebrews here. You can go back to Galatians. You can go back to Romans and three different passages of Scripture here to, to, to tell you. Amen. Amen. The law of Moses was done away with. And there is a new law, and that is the law of life in Christ Jesus. This made us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It, it's, it's, it's that power inside of us, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Without the Spirit of God, we're none of His. Without the help of God, amen, we, we, we're, we're walking blindly through this world. Amen. Praise God. So uh, the writer, I, 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 would, I would basically, I could say Paul, I believe he was. Paul was just talking to them about their lives, amen, and uh, throughout, throughout his scriptures. And, and here in, in, in the seventh chapter of Hebrews, he lays it out to know, amen, that that. Jesus was not a high priest to follow Aaron because Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. 
Well, how did it get to the tribe of Judah? After the order of Melchizedek. And he made it with an oath, and we'll talk about that. Amen. Amen. Verse number 18. Amen. Of, of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 18 says, For there is verily a disannulment of the commandments going before for the weakness and unprofitableness of thereof. Uh, they had a law, but they were living by the law. They teach the law, but they didn't practice the law. Jesus kept telling them, you know, you, you, you don't even, you, you tell other people what to do, but you don't even do it your own self. You want to lift your finger to be obedient to the law. Amen. Because they, they were not feeling the freedom. They were not receiving redemption. Amen. Through the offering of sacrifices. We will not talk about that right now, but amen. They, the, but the writer, he says, it, there was a weakness. It was unprofitable. It didn't really help them to serve the Lord. It didn't help them to, to, uh, to live right. Amen. They had, they had a law to say them that what you could do and shouldn't do, but they didn't have no spiritual strength to do it. That's why you, you need to be filled with the Spirit. You need to be prayed up all the time. Praise God. Amen. Dake's Bible gives us 15 things that the law could not fix for mankind. I will read, I'll read a few of them. Amen. In our uh, closing tonight. Uh, I would like to go to Galatians chapter 2. Uh, because uh, it, the scripture says that the law was weak. Amen. Philippians, or Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16 says it like this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law but by the faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And so, Amen. Dake says that the law could not justify a man. And that was, you know, sometimes I know that we, we think about, well, I mean, you go back to certain reading the Old Testament, look what some of those folks did back there. Well, they didn't have any, any help in the spiritual because the Lord, as you well know, they, had, they still had the Adamic or Adam, amen, uh, curse upon them, the judgments upon them. They, they were trying to serve God by obedience to a law rather than being spiritually Amen. Spiritually committed to him and allowing the Holy Ghost, which was not then. Amen. Number two was in Romans chapter eight and verse two. We've already read that. Uh, Romans eight and two. And it says it like this. For the law, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So, amen. The law, what the law could not do is free us from sin. Not any, there's no sacrifice made in the Old Testament that freed them from sin. Amen. Romans chapter four, 8 and verse 4, we've already read this, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in, in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so the law could not bring righteousness. 
into that person's life. Amen. Because they was walking after the flesh. They, was, they, they, they had no spirit to walk with. And then in Romans chapter 10, or excuse me, about chapter 7. Amen. And uh, verse uh, number 8. Chapter 7, verse 1. Let me start there. I got several scriptures to read, but I won't read them. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that, that that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he lives. Amen. Now, there he says the law had dominion over them. They, they could lay the law out to you, but, they, but the law could not help you to fulfill the law. That's why you look at the Old Testament sometimes and, and say, you know, God was so merciful. You know, God's merciful to all of us, but God was so merciful to them back there. And the reason why he was so merciful to some of them, when, when they would break the law so, uh, so uh, blatantly, that he didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't exercise the law of judgment upon them because he knew, God knew, that they could not live it. God knew that they were struggling and, and that Satan was overpowering them or their heart and their minds, amen, could, could not uh, shake off the condemnation that was in their hearts nor neither did the law that they practiced forgive them. They'd go home condemned, but they could not go home freed from the sin, even though they'd offer sacrifices. In verse 19, it says, the law made, made nothing perfect. Now, this is the writer of Hebrews. He's, he's trying to tell these folks, it's, amen, in the Hebrew church that were thinking about, amen, going back and and, and, and probably naming some other high priest, I'm sure, that Caiaphas and Annas had died off. I don't know for sure uh, how old it was, but they'd been close to 30 years from the time, amen, that they was part of the crucifixion part of Jesus. And um, whoever the high priest was, they still probably had knew the names of the genealogy. Uh, they wanted to name one of them probably the priest again and go back and, and before... Amen. This chapter is over. Amen. I don't think anybody could read the seventh chapter of Hebrews and ever have a question on who Jesus was. Amen. It's that great high priest and where the law was no longer effective. Amen to any of them. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we just, why don't we just, uh, right now just ask the Lord to help us Lord God I pray Lord tonight I pray that I have said some things pray somehow Lord our minds have been enlightened and opened up to know amen what the writer of Hebrews was trying to convince these people trying to convince they were great spirit filled people and yet I suppose God I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking I suppose that they were getting a little cool in their Lord and they were trying to have a little ceremonial, amen, again. And, and they, wanted to, they wanted to think about the leadership that they had had in years past of the priesthood, amen, and the high priest of Aaronic priesthood. I pray, God, tonight that, Lord, we can recognize that you are the only great high priest that we need. And, God, we look to you. I believe, Lord, 
Amen. Where people want leadership from other peoples. Amen. Sometimes, God, it's because they don't have a relationship with you as they ought. And may God somehow, each one of us, look to you as God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Go with us, Lord, tonight. Bless, Lord, each person, God, that's watching tonight. And Lord, each person, God, know that not everybody sounds working tonight, but I pray, God, that you just keep your hands upon us. And Lord, we so desperately desire, Lord, to be back as a fellowship and as the saints of God in the church. I ask you, Jesus, in some way, amen, touch this nation. God, if we have to bring us to our knees, may, Lord, somehow we don't be so stiff that, God, we can't get up on our knees. I'm referring to a nation on its knees and bring revival. We, we're just like Israel was back there, Lord, when, when you were lifting your hands off of them. And I read the prophets that how that because of their sins that the nations were coming against them. And, Lord, they were fixing to go to captivity and they were struggling and they was crying. And God, some of them were starving to death because the enemy was at their gates and would not let them go out and get any food. And, 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 and Lord, we recognize the fact that it was all because that they would not turn to you. And so Jesus, may we turn to you with all of our hearts tonight and allow you to be that great supreme high priest, God that, amen, takes away the sins of the world and also God somehow intercedes for us in this hour. And I would pray it all for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ and amen. And the Lord bless you.